There we go. What's up, July? Hi. There you are. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Um, so I don't know if what I have is necessarily as appropriate for coaching as for just family therapy, but you were here today, so I figured I'd try to just vent right. a little bit. Or Sometimes the answer's both. <laughs> where we're at, yeah. Um, so... I think it's kind of more of just like a snowball thing. Um, sort of, I guess, two two main things. The main thing is husband and just, I don't know, relationship issues. Um, and then I guess the other big thing that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to is just the healthcare system, just really wearing me down at the moment. Um, healthcare system is, uh, is like everything yeah. in the model. It's a C. It's a T. Yeah. It's a R. Yeah. It's all the things. All right. Yeah. And just trying to do your job and treat people well. It's just hard. <laughs> and I know everyone's dealing with that. And I don't think there's like a specific issue. It's just exhausting, you know. What's your thought that's making it feel exhausting? Um, um no, maybe something to the extent of no one cares about patients, like, or no one values physicians, or I don't know. The system is broken. The system is broken. Was the thought that repeats in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not like any one person's fault, and it's not fixable. And so it's figuring out how to fix my part in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think I've done pretty well but I just kind of keep coming back to do I really want to do it though you know like I started my own solo private practice and I really enjoy that um and I enjoy the staff that I found um but it's like it's a lot you know it's a lot of work being a boss and a small business owner and a surgeon and on top of it a mom and a human being you know So I don't know if the issue is so much healthcare system or just like every once in a while I'm down about it and it's just kind of normal and I know that I'm kind of making the most of it that I can and I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What do you notice? Like what makes you feel more down versus like like pick a Tuesday that you're like digging your job. Why is that Tuesday so good? Uh, um, I mean, obviously when things go well, when you're like doing surgeries and things aren't having complications and doing well, or even like, I honestly even enjoy kind of clinic and being in the office and interacting with patients and my staff who, like I said, I got to choose and I like them. Um, I don't know. I think not dealing with like the business side of stuff though, like when the phone systems don't work and when there's a billing issue or I don't know. <laughs> I own the building. The or, HVAC went down last week. Yeah. I mean, stuff's going to happen. But right? if you don't, so, but if you don't own it, other people own it and you still work in the building. Right. Like right. point right. being, it is hard. No matter what you give up your private practice, you become an employee. Those people are not happier. Right. Yeah. Because you so don't get to like, pick I don't know. Yeah. And it's just kind of, the system too of like I you know the specialty I chose I have to work in a hospital some and the hospital where I'm at is pretty dysfunctional but I think most of them are especially you know post-covid shortages and stuff like I was literally mixing a patient's CT contrast myself today um, because the texts were so short that I decided to do it myself instead of waiting for the text because I do not know because I like them and I know I, I didn't either, but it's not hard. You know, I'm like, there's all these things and it's like, okay, this is not hard. I can figure it out. So I'm doing it, but then I'm just adding more and more and more on my plate. Right. Maybe that's what it is <laughs> that I'm just kind of getting worn down. Cause it's like, okay, that's not hard. I can do it. And like answering the phone system. So my manager is off because her dad is dying, which breaks my heart. Um, it's like, okay, I can do it. You know? So like the day I did it, I called great. I'm like, I manage that pretty well. I can do it. You know, like I can do these things. Um, but then it's just one thing after another. Like, I, do I really have to do everything every day? 
Well, even that thought, right? Like thought of I have to do it. it that's a very, that can it generate a lot of exhaustion for people. Yeah. It's really like an overbearing, heavy thought of like any of those iterations that we do, right? Like I can do it best. That's a big one too, of like, I can do it better. So I'm just going to do it. That's exhausting. Yeah. Right. It's also like just everyone else in the system is just as burnt out. And like my husband is just as burnt out. So then I have to pick up the household stuff. And it's like, no one's doing it like on, you know, like no one's malicious. It's just, okay, I'm trying to do more to help out because I can. You can, but I'd be very careful about those boundaries and your energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's probably kind of what it, it comes is down a, to. It is a yeah. death eater. Death eater? Yeah. The Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Death eater, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the healthier system, the death eater. It will take all, it is. all of yeah. it. And, and like your job is to say, I'm at fifty percent, no more fucks. I'm at seventy five percent. Mixing contrast could be an interesting thing to learn, right? Like, yeah, and I'm like, sure. So I'll do it. Like, I that's your control. Yeah, it is is like not giving all the life to the death eater. Right. So I think that I. I'm working on doing that just like doing it and being like okay well I did it because I wanted to help out and I actually kind of feel good then that like you know the CT tech was appreciative because I see that they're working their butts off and I can do something simple like that so I'll about do it like that's fine I have no issue with that you know I'm not like wasting brain calories worrying about it I think it's just I don't know <laughs> yeah but everything I mean something to try on for for everybody here is like realizing that you're choosing this right now right not yeah. as not as a like look at the pigsty you put yourself in not like that in the like empowerment sort of sense of like you chose to show up today and like you know people will take this to the extreme of like you chose to not abandon your children today like because you could yeah, you will take it <laughs> well, to like, like and i chose this specialty and i chose to take call and so these are the things that i have to do so yeah, like but, that's fine. But, and, but it doesn't mean you're stuck. It it mean <laughs> yeah. it, it's to give you power over like I chose to show up today. So I my choice is to make the best of this. My choice is to decide what fucks to give. Like in, in an empowering thing, not like oh the healthcare system made me do all the work again is like very disempowering. Yeah. I think to me, it's also more of like a permanence type of thing, actually, now that I think about it more. Like, if I choose to do it today, cool, that's fine. Like, I have no issue choosing to do it today and choosing to help and, you know, whatever. I have the energy to today, that's fine. Um, but it's that like, it's like the hamster wheel. Like, I don't see, I guess that I don't necessarily see the end or that I don't know if, if it is the right thing to keep just I don't know I think it's more just that wondering like do just because some days are good and some days are bad is it really at the end of the day like is it really what I want or would I be better off doing something else right right and I mean I think that's like se separate column right like yeah. when you're on a Wednesday and it's shitty how do you get yourself in a mindset of like I chose this I'm gonna choose to make the best I'm gonna choose I'm gonna watch out like that's one skill set and the other skill set is like what am i doing with my life is this truly what's bringing me joy what's best for my family like all like column b right which yeah I, and i think that's where i'm stuck is like the bigger existential like what what am i really doing <laughs> i think it's i think it's i would encourage everybody on this phone and everybody in all the facebook like we should think these thoughts because we're like, oh, because I'm thinking these thoughts, does that mean I'm burnt out? Does that mean I'm not a dedicated surgeon? Like we are almost like even afraid to ask these questions. But like these are very important, legit questions to be asking. Like we're, this is us checking in with ourselves and we don't want to push that away. Yeah. I guess it's so knowing when that answer, answer changes from, yes, it's worth putting up with to no it's not and knowing that that's like not just an in the moment kind of fried and burnt out but right right fuck it really burn it, burn it down right 
Right. Like, sure. I want to get on an airplane and take my kids away and go visit a friend somewhere else right now. It's like, okay. But is that just in the moment and then that'd make me feel better and, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's absolute worth work worth doing. Like, do I want to be full time? Do I want to be locums? Do I want to go write books? Do I want to go work for industry? Do I want to, whatever, open an Etsy shop and knit winter caps? Like, and to know, because so much, many of us are like, there's a right answer. Like, there's not a right answer. You just decide. You just decide. Well, your answer changes, right? I think that's it's, where it's a lot to like, change. Right now, it's great and sure, and I have bad moments every once in a while. But like, okay, it's fine. But when is it? When is that shoe going to drop and the balance is going to flip and it's not going to be right? And in the meantime, what are you doing to set yourself that's up for if and when that happens? Right? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm saving the money I need to save. I'm reading the books about other careers that I need to read. I like. What can you do in the process? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make that decision now, but I'm going to do some things to maybe set myself up for if that happens. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think so many of us are like they're looking they're looking for the answer of like is now is now the right time to leave? Is 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 it okay to go do another career? And it's like you just decide, man. Yeah. Nobody else is living your life. There was this, it was in a, I don't know if it was Surgeon's Mom's group. It was in a group talking about Adam Grant's book, Think Again. It's his newer book. Yeah. I was reading that one yesterday. I was going to. Okay. Yeah. So I read because there there was a surgeon on there and they were like, read the last chapter. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So so I like got it. Yeah. I need to get that book. Go to the last chapter. Be like, spoiler alert. It's about a neurosurgeon. I think it's his cousin his cousin the neurosurgeon and like the whole time he's like maybe i should get an mba too maybe i should learn about economics and he never did he just like doubled down on neurosurgery the whole time and like adam grant got to follow him along because like they grew up together right so he's like he always asked but he never got off the path and he always stayed and he did a fellowship and then he's in academics as a neurosurgeon and then like the chapter goes on about you know why don't we question these things that kind of scare us. And at the end of the chapter book, the neurosurgeon is now like in businesses, doing startups, consulting, stopped. He's still, I mean, he's still a surgeon, but he does business stuff instead. And he's very happy. And I think Adam's point was like, you you kind of come back to like that and, or you can get off whenever you want. I guess... I sort of then wonder how much is like, if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, then are you just wasting brain calories and spinning wheels on the wondering what if or thinking about other things or why I mean, I think I almost like asked that too much. (laughs) Who's wasting anything. Who's the judge of that. There's some like big, omnipotent surgeon in the sky. People who want you to be content where you are and happy and, (laughs) <laughs> that my friend is all the practice all the time yeah that's the whole point is to be happy where you are <laughs> yeah and learn to be happy where you are and still decide to leave i'm happy with medicine and i choose to leave medicine because they're like you don't have to be pissed to leave Yeah. You're like, really? <laughs> no, I'm just kind of thinking about it. Because I don't know. I mean, you don't have to be pissed to leave, but you don't have to be happy to stay. But it's still like, when is it just wasting brain calories wondering what if? And when is it giving yourself the, the just options and backup plans and yeah, it's, it's just a, how you think about it, then, yeah, right? That, but I mean, if I'm thinking a, about it as this is my backup plan, and I'm happy where I am, but I'm going to keep thinking of backup plans because that's just what I need to do to be happy. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. 
for people who didn't, because I think I caught it the second time around you said it. The point is, at what point am I just wasting brain calories being like, what if, if it was different, blah, 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 versus like, I should be having those thoughts to like actually create my ultimate one true yeah. Right. Okay. Fantastic question. The experts would say it's the energy behind those two practices. The energy being like this, this energy is like curiosity. It's coming from a place of like wanting the best for myself. Right. Coming from a place maybe of love for myself versus like spinning brain calorie is like trying to find the right answer to solve for unhappiness. Like, do you see what's like behind those two different behaviors? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's just learning to shift to the focus of not like trying to escape where I am. Yes. And think that the grass is greener on the other side. Right, right, right. Because, dude, I do not want to run a restaurant. Like, that's a shitty job for me. Like, we were like, wouldn't it just be nice to like own a restaurant on a beach? And they're like, dude, they complain all the time. And then there's the drunk people and then the wait staff don't show up. Like, it's not perfect anywhere. But there might be a perfect for you that is in medicine or isn't in medicine, but there's nobody to judge. But I don't think life's easy somewhere else or like always happy. Some like there isn't any that you like you take yourself with you. Yeah. So ultimately, it's like you loving yourself and getting to know yourself. That's the work. And for me, like that for me, where I am now, I'm 11 years out of residency and I'm like, Dude, this healthcare system is. I I I ethically disagree with how this is going, yeah. right? Like my customer is the insurance company. How, what I get to do is the insurance company. Like yeah. I ethically disagree with how humans are being cared for. And I kind of had that like aha, like probably within the last year of like, oh, I disagree with this whole setup, right? But I love urology. I love it. And it's like, how do you reconcile these really challenging buckets, right? And it's like, yeah. for right now, I can disagree with the system and still do my best within it. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be in it for 20 years or eight or whatever. But I had to like come because we we start being like, to be able to hold those things at the same time and then be like, yeah, and yeah, and today, yes. Versus like feeling like I'm being rushed down a river of like, I have no control over it. Because I'm not I'm not changing the insurance system. Like, that is not what God put me on the earth to do. Like, I'm not changing it. I either work in it or I get out of it, right? Yeah. But I can, I can intellectually be like, I can so disagree with this and still choose to show up and do my absolute best, which gives me a lot more like, I choose today and I choose the system today, even though I don't agree with it. Yeah, I think it's about holding those opposites. That's the sign it's of hard. intelligence, holding two separate things in your brain at the same time. Hard. Yeah. That's hard. why most people don't. There's the little... There's the little kid in me that's just kicking and screaming saying, I but I want my cake and to eat it too. Well, <laughs> and doesn't everybody know that we system. know that doctors know the best on how to the run it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's possible to reconcile those things. But, you know, going back to like the wasted brain calories, like there's nobody in the sky judging you for staying in a broken system, right? Like, because we're like, is it the right thing to do? Not being able to single-handedly fix it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's too much pressure to put on any individual. Yeah. Well, I mean, and usually it's us putting it on us, right? (laughs) It's like, hey, it's too much pressure. Yeah. I see these like Gen Zers, these children of my friends, and they're, they they were basically told in high school that they single-handedly need to change the climate crisis. And these people are like going into eating disorder inpatient, like they are stressed. We're like, why are you so stressed? They're like, because you told us we single-handedly have to fix the climate crisis and we can't handle it. And it's like, dude, it's 
too, too big a things to put on an individual. And I think we do that with ourselves in the healthcare system sometimes. Yeah. Because it's staring us in the face. So it's hard to say, like, I'm just going to ignore it or I'm going to do the best I can within my corner of it. Do the best you can within your corner. Yeah. Totally. It's more empowering anyways. Yeah. It also makes us show up, I think, in our better version of ourselves. Because the, like, nihilistic, pissed people, they don't come across as great as you might want to come across. Yeah. Right? Like, the burn it to the ground of, like, okay, well, we still need healthcare while it's burning, so... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like going back to like the thoughts, right? Like when you get in that like Thursday and it feels super heavy, the first thing I do is like, have you eaten? Have you peed? Are you well hydrated? And do you just need a nap? Right. And if it's any of those things, be kind to yourself because it's usually like one of those things. And then number two is like realizing like what thought is it that's making me feel super heavy? And if it's like the system is broken, no one cares, I have to do it all. Like those are really heavy thoughts that make us feel like super disempowered. Yeah. And instead just like, well, I'm going to do the best I can with a mic burner because I can't change the whole system. Totally. Yeah. Just having awareness of, of the thoughts sometimes. Just like, there's me thinking that thought again. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I but should go drink some water in here. Anyway. <laughs> you got this. We're we're working in very challenging times and I don't have the answer to it. But like us understanding ourselves and taking care of ourselves is like my what I can do. Yeah. That help. And then it, when you get quiet and when you're a little rested, think about what you want to do with your life. It's totally okay to do that. Yeah, and I think when I'm rested, I'm I'm fine. It's just yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the weight of those thoughts that intrude of like, I should fix the system or the system's so broken. I think maybe giving myself like a substitute to think of like, well, I'm doing the best I can in my corner and this is what I have and this is where I choose to be. So I chose these monkeys. Yeah. This, is my, <laughs> this is my circus. Yeah. I chose these monkeys. I chose to own an HVAC system that goes down because it's too hot now because the Gen X, Gen Zers didn't solve the climate crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it may like realizing what you've chosen, right? Of like, like my husband, I love him 98% of the time. And then sometimes I'm like, I picked him though. Like, here we are. <laughs> like, it's so much more empowering than like, why doesn't everything change to make me happier? Right? Like, inevitably it's unsatisfying. Because they, well, they won't change to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're here for you. Thanks. I'll put you back in the pool, July, because it's hot. All right. Disable talking. I'm going to pick another name, rename. We're going to rename you Self Love and allow you to talk. Um, everybody else who came in after the beginning, if you want to be coached before the end of the hours up, put your hand up so I can see, so I can like appropriately time the the day much love hello self-love hi can you hear me i got you okay great so i'm going to try to talk about it with um trying to stay as anonymous as possible which might be kind of hard but so i'm a i'm a surgical subspecialist who mostly cares for children but i take adult call and so i was on adult call and i took care of a problem with um, you know, evidence-based medicine, standard of care, but apparently there was this unspoken rule about the timing for when this needed to be taken to the OR. And so some nurses in the ICU 
reported it to the chief of the ICU who reported it to the head of the trauma department. And then I had a meeting with my department and then long story short, it's been taken to peer review. And so this is my first sort of experience with peer review committee and um, how to kind of handle all of it. So I got a, um, a certified letter in the mail, which I guess is pretty normal, which I had no way of knowing. And then I was given a choice to go in person, to write a letter or to do both. And so I wrote a letter and I, it's like a three page letter, which I essentially wrote a literature review behind why I did what I did. Um, Cause they're calling it a delay of care. But anyway, the, the meeting is coming up. And so I just, I can't get over the fear of potentially like losing privileges or having to, you know, disclose on a medical license somewhere down the line that I went to peer review. And so I was just looking for some, you know, coaching on this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm sorry. It's shitty. No matter like how much personal development anybody's done, it's this is the shitty thing. It's like very normal to feel tons of shame and discomfort and all the thoughts. So, and, and you're not the, if it makes you feel any better, you're not the first person who's come on here for peer review coaching in the past year. Like, so it's, it's common. Yeah. You're, you're not the only, they're not like, we should do a peer review for the first time ever. Let's pick her. Yeah. Like, this is, this is something that, that all hospitals have like a, a policy for, and they, they have to say they've done this and they have to like, who gets in trouble for not working up complaints, right? Like they never want to do that. So part of this is like them just having to take the boat down the river at this point. Okay. Just to to kind of explain like, yeah, they, they have to do this. Somebody said something, they have to do this. You just are the one this month. Um, As far as, because to, to pull back the feeling of like, it's only me. I'm a bad surgeon. Nobody else has ever gone through this. And like all, all the things I'm like, no, no perspective is this happens all the time, all across the nation, all hospitals have peer review. Okay. So there's that. And then I think as far as like, you know, the, the meeting goes is like choosing beforehand. And that's why I think coaching so good of like choosing beforehand, how you're going to regulate yourself and like who you want to be when you show up. Mm -hmm. when you kind of practice that and know that you can bring it forward instead of just reacting to all of the thoughts, feelings, sensations that are happening in the moment, like more of like an an intentional process instead of a reactive process. Okay. Any thoughts about that? I I think that's great. What I'm what I'm most worried about, I guess, is that I know that nobody, well, probably the majority of the people in my department apparently don't agree with the timing of, of what I, of when I took the patient to the OR. Although, you know, there was no harm done. There was absolutely no complications. It is within published literature guidelines, but they're operating in the 1950s in a mindset that they're unwilling to change. And so I I want to I'm I was planning to go into the meeting with the mindset of this is the evidence-based literature, this is standard of care. However, I'm happy to move forward with your protocol now that I know what it is multiple years later. And you know, it kind of all stems from the fact that no one ever told me when I started taking call at this job years and years ago that that was the expectation. And so I'm hoping that 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 could be the outcome of the peer review rather than just you know, okay, you, you don't know what you're doing. You've lost privileges. <laughs> now I'm screwed the rest of my career. Right. Kind of a thing. Dude, I think you've got, I think that sounds really brilliant. Anybody type, like the other people here, type in the chat if you have other thoughts and help for self-love. But to me, I'm like, you've got the evidence. Nothing bad happened. They're coming from, she should have done it the way we wanted her to do it without telling her we wanted her to do it that way which sounds like really soft standing for a peer review in my opinion, but nobody asked me my opinion. <laughs> my other, my other concern is because I am primarily peds and this was at the adult hospital. Nobody knows me there. Very few people know me. They don't know my style. They don't know how I am. And so I don't even consider it really a group of my peers because it's a bunch of adult practitioners in this group. And so I'm worried that they may come at me from that angle. Um, regardless of the fact that I'm a board certified you know, surgeon in my field, yeah. qualified to take care of both. Yeah. It's something you might think about 
And these are all ideas you can throw them all in the toilet if you don't like them. But like when you show up is taking time to like introduce yourself and like show that you're human, show that you're a nice surgeon, like all that stuff matters, you know, like when, you know, when we talk about like the jury decisions, juries don't actually make decisions based upon evidence. They make decisions based upon like how nice that person looks and acts. But like, if they don't know you, I would lead with like, hey, self-love is, she's been here for a long time. She loves the community. She takes call to be a part of this community, which she really loves working here. Like setting yourself up to be like, I'm on, I, I'm on your team. What can I do to keep this team cohesive? And again, I don't know all of the details, but like coming in like that versus coming in like, this is evidence-based, bitch. <laughs> Not that you would yeah. do that, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like how you show up really does influence sometimes not very objective peer reviews. Okay. Which I'm sure that was your plan anyways. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried too, which you probably can't give me an answer on this. I, I, I've tried to ask around like if I need legal counsel or I don't know, I was hoping to just go through this process and then if something bad happens then get legal counsel after, but I didn't know what most people do or yeah. I mean, I'm not legal counsel and it, yeah. in the little that I do know, most, I don't think most people do until it's like, we're going to, we are going to, our, it's our policy to report you to the national providers data bank or something. And you could be like, ho, 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 ho. Let's see what, if that's actually standard or is necessary or blah, blah, blah. Um, my get, this is my guess being as objective as I can, just hearing about this now of like the patient wasn't harmed. The patient wasn't hurt. There's no more morbidity or mortality here. They're just going through the ranks so they can tell the nursing department that they responded to the complaints. Okay. That's help that's helpful. Totally. Otherwise, we would just be like firing surgeons left and right for shit we make up. Like Yeah. Uh let's see. One of the surgeons says, if there's no harm to patient and you have literature supporting care provided, would go to meeting and share exactly this. Local care being out of date is separate concern. It's very rare that anything other than care was appropriate or please correct something for future in finding like someone not documenting in a timely fashion that needs to be corrected. Yeah. Okay. So I think they're just agreeing with us of like, this is probably just a protocol thing and an opportunity for systems systems change okay if they want to have a policy that you need to take a black toe to the or within 30 minutes i'm making shit up like <laughs> this is a great opportunity to form a policy right which is what i told my department when it happened yeah and then they're like oh well, we've been very worried about putting anything like that in writing well <laughs> well this is the consequence of putting something in writing not putting something in writing right yeah yeah Totally. Like, how can you help them make better policies so everybody's on the same page so somebody else doesn't have to go through this again? Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, another surgeon said, this feels like a good time to be curious, love curious, about the protocols and why they have them. As Kelly said, it may just be following through rather than actually punitive. Great. I hope so not fun not fun yeah yeah this is what we all became doctors for on like our med school application why do you want to become a doctor so i can be questioned in front of peer review yeah never i mean you always hear the horror stories and you think it's never going to happen to you and then it does yep or you just or you just spend your whole career thinking it's going to happen to you yeah right like it, this is a shitty part of our job that like big organizations have to have policies and protocols. And even if nothing went wrong, you get to ride that ride and then be older and wiser at the end of it. It's shitty. I think you've got a very solid head on you. Well, thanks. 
I, I appreciate that. Cause I've been, I've been worried about it. And, um, and then I was worried that I put too much in writing, but I felt like that would be the only way for the committee to really see my point of view, knowing that they don't agree with it is if I put the literature in writing. Well, I think you have to, I mean, to me, I'm like, it makes sense because more than likely a lot of people on this committee aren't the type of surgeon that you are. Right. And so right. like, they don't even understand why you would take off black toes when they're gangrenous or whatever. Like they don't understand the medicine and then they're here, their job is to try to like judge it. Right. So it's like, you have to explain yourself to them. So they're like, oh, thank you. Nobody's ever explained orthopedics to me before. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. But um, no, I think explaining yourself just clearly because we don't know, right? Like, yeah. I do not understand dermatology at all. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would need to explain it to me. So yeah. You probably, you probably, I would think you probably helped yourself and now they're going to meet you and they're going to see that you're on their side. And isn't she nice to take call over at this hospital? Boy, that's really nice. Yeah. Sorry, a nurse reported you and we had to go through this month long process. Yeah. So hopefully that's all. And if it's, if, if shit goes down you're going to be fine as well. Like uh, to just to throw it out there, like if the jury decides Tuesdays, they vote no, like you're going to be fine. This happens to people and they still have jobs. Yeah. You just, I guess you just have to dis describe it on a, you know, credentialing application or whatever and hope they take your side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even sure. And I, again, I'm not an expert on this. Do you have to disclose peer reviews? It's only if your privileges get revoked. Okay. I, but I, but I would think they would do that right away if there was a morbidity or mortality, which of course there wasn't. So. Right. And if they did it now, you could be like, excuse me, why are my privileges? Am I, did I break, what's it called? Like medical staff guidelines. You know, did I show me where me not following an unwritten protocol is terms for a license, you know, privileges revoking. Okay. Right. So even if it doesn't go the way you want it to go, you're still going to be okay. Yeah. If that's a helpful thought to carry in, like no matter what, you're going to be okay. Yeah. No, no, that is helpful. That's my mind keeps going to the worst. Like, even though I know yeah. that I did nothing wrong and I would do it this way a hundred times again, and lots of other people would do it the same way. I just keep thinking the worst, worst case scenario. And that's, that's brains. Yeah. That's just what somebody was saying. Worry is like meditating on what you don't want to happen. They're like, yeah. Guess there's, I guess worrying is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our brains just trying to keep us safe, right? Your brain's just trying to keep you safe. But at the end of the day, like you stop enjoying stuff because you're just worried about this the whole time. You're going to be okay. Thanks. I, I absolutely know that. And it's probably going to go more than okay. And you're going to get a policy written. So like nobody else has to go through this again. Yeah. That's what I hope. Honestly, I, I included that in my letter also. So, and I, I wrote, it was difficult to comply with a rule I didn't know existed and perhaps we can reevaluate this time rule based on new literature. So. Absolutely. And you can share the rule with the ICU nurses too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly, all the departments should know about it for good patient care. Right. All right. Let's see if anybody else said anything about that. Nope. Yeah. You got this. And then like, as far as like grounding yourself, like what do you need to take care of yourself on that day? Do I need a full stomach? Do I need to listen to some awesome music beforehand? Like really figure out like what you need to support you before you go into that meeting. Do I need to wear like the most comfy shoes that are possible? Like whatever you can do to feel like I've got my own back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You got the self-love.
All right, my friends. Anybody else want to come on? Here we go. Changing names. Coffee talk. Talk to me. Hi, Kelly. Um, so I want to talk about manuals because uh, this is always my struggle is I have a lot of manuals for other human beings. Like I want them to do things so bad. Uh, and it, and shockingly, they can't read my mind to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I'm in a sort of, and I might get called in the middle of this. Um, I'm in a manual right now with my newly vested chief resident um, and a new fresh second year resident taking their first weekend of call. Um, I've had a couple of discussions already because the chief has let the second year do some stuff that I said probably really didn't have her back and probably wasn't very helpful. And, you know, I don't think that a new fresh resident taking their first weekend of call should be deciding when people should go to surgery and when we should admit people. Like that's probably something we have to sort of work through the hierarchy a smidge. Well, uh, so now um, he's very upset at me. So now continues to call me about every 15 minutes or so to let me know what's going on. And I'm trying to be as sweet as possible to be like, oh, thank you for calling. <laughs> Doing it great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my frustration is, is like I have a manual for him because I'm like, you should be upset that like I was basically saying you didn't have her back. Like you didn't support things. You didn't, you know, um, you know, like I kind of had to step in and do some work for him that I kind of felt that he probably should have wanted to do and should have as a chief, like, you, like you want to make decisions, you want to go and do this stuff. And like, he's just sort of very passive, like just sitting at home and, you know, I'm putting a whole bunch of thoughts in his side and his actions. And I'm like, God, I got to slow down. Right? Like I gotta just pull myself back and like not be so worked up about this, but like super frustrating. <laughs> right. You're like, so, and here we are. It's we, it we have a year together. <laughs> right. And like right now I'm sitting and waiting on a person who has like an an emergent issue, um, of which, you know, especially doesn't have a lot. And uh uh but yet the person is like way too sick to even go to the operating room and I was like well call the ICU team figure out what we can do like I, I'm like I should not have to tell the chief resident like call the ICU team and see when they can you know take care of the patient so that we can go to the operating room I mean he was just like I guess we just watch it I was like no <laughs> try again um, right. for people who are new here or don't know what manuals are. It is a very awesome construct of realizing that like we expect other people to act a certain way, do a certain way, be a certain way, but we don't tell them. And then we have thoughts about them usually not living up to it. The converse is also true. People have manuals for us that we didn't read. Re you know, we're talking about reading manuals, but like if somebody had like, this is how female surgeons should behave all the time. Didn't you know that? And you're like, no, I didn't read your manual and I disagree with it anyways, right? So manuals are like this, it's a metaphor for like, people aren't mind readers and we can't control people as much as we'd like to think we can and vice versa, right? Which, which you know, they say is good news because otherwise people could control us if we just had to follow everybody else's manual. So just a step back for, cause me and coffee talk are like already know what we're talking about. And then other people are like searching for the, the PDF file of what the manual is. Um, did that explain it? Well, you think coffee talk? Yes. Yeah. So what coffee talk is saying is she has a manual for the chief resident and the chief resident has not read the manual and it's creating lots of thoughts for her. Correct. 
And, and to be fair, I feel like I have explained to him what I want. Like yesterday when I came in and he had had the second year resident send me a text overnight. And I was like, hey, you know, our rules are when a junior resident comes in, like, it, so basically our rules are if you come in, you're making a call to the next level up. The chief had actually come in, but then had the second year resident send me a text in the middle of the night. And I was like, you know, like, listen, I get it. No harm, no foul. I'm not upset. But like, that's not the rules that we have. That's not the expectations. Here's the expectations. I would expect you to be in the hospital quite a bit helping her because she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know she doesn't know. And she's very good. She's very confident. So it's very deceiving but it turns out, like, you know, making a decision about whether you're going to operate on somebody or not operate on somebody, you know, that's not, I don't think, very fair to put upon a newly minted, you know, resident into our field. Like, that's just, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I did have a conversation, but I'm not sure that he wholeheartedly, well, I mean, I'm, again, passing a bit of judgment, but I'm not really sure that he heard that. So my frustration is like, I feel like I put down expectations. We have rules and yet we're choosing not to follow them. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And like all that it's doing is right. Like I'm just punishing myself right now. Totally. (laughs) Um, I mean, how many times do we like get pissed because people need to be told things more than once? Right. Yeah. Like, dude, me right. repeating for my entire life the difference between overactive bladder and stress incontinence irks me to no end. <laughs> like, how do people not... Why can't I just tell you once what the difference is? Like... <laughs> here we are. Right. Um, yes. So, yeah, I would just, I would just like, cle- like, clean up the, like... He needed to be reminded that there is a hierarchy that most organizations run by. This is not like unique to you. This is not like your opinion about how hierarchies work. Right. You reminded him of the hierarchy rule. You may, this might be somebody that you have to remind like 50 times. But then it's your choice to be like, to, to make that mean something. Right. Oh, that's, that's a true statement. I mean, that's very helpful because you're right. That is a choice that I make it mean a lot more things. I mean, I have gone down a few rabbit holes today on this one. Right. But that's very helpful actually to think about it. I'm choosing to make it mean something, even though, you know, it probably doesn't. And in all honesty, he's probably somewhat lost. Like he's like, I don't understand what this woman wants. Despite well, he's probably, me saying he's it, probably scared shitless because he's a chief resident for the first time and men cannot be scared shitless. So like he's <laughs> not telling he's not giving that vibe off, right? Yeah. He's gonna give off yeah. some Although, vibe. But like, how are all of us on our first weekend of chief resident? Like we never had that job before. Yeah. Well, fair, but he's you know, he's taken senior level calls. So this is not his first senior. Rodeo. Fair call, but you're right. Like as a chief resident, the roles have changed. But but yes, and he is a very um, he many times has t- said to me like I just do what I'm told and that's it. You know, I'm really not gonna you know do anything. Like I'm not gonna make my own decisions. Like I just you know I just do what everyone tells me to do. I'm like oh okay, which is another sort of rub, right? Because it's not who I am as a human right, being. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. hard because his values don't match with my values. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, how can you be? Like, I know when I became a chief resident, I was like, well, everyone watch out because I certainly am going to be doing some stuff, right? Like, I was like, let's, let's go. Um, I had been waiting for that for, you know, five long years. So, um, so it's hard for me to like empathize with him and sort of, you know, recognize that. But at the same time, like, I'm his, I'm his boss. I have to help him too. You know, like I got to get over my issues to help him because that's my job. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us, like 
you and I are very high achievers, right? Like our brains are like terriers. We're like, if our brain's not working on fixing something, like we're destroying the kitchen, metaphorically. Right. Right. And this guy, this guy, the nice thing about this guy is he told you what he wanted. He's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like he just gave you a gift, man. Yeah. Right. And then I know you're trying to change him, but it's like, dude, he just told you his operating manual. I would just like, be like, hey, well, yeah, but I tell him what to do. And then... <laughs> so that's the other frustrating thing. I'm like, but I did tell you what to do. He, he, might, you, to do he might need to be reminded, uh-huh. or you could, re- or you can remind him. You told me you just wanted to be told what to do. Let me be very clear that I'm telling you what to do right now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's true. That's that is what one. you told me you wanted. So I'm gonna. I'm trying to give you what you want, Steve. Yeah. Okay. I can work through that a little bit. Some of this is very helpful. Like it's kind of helping me to think about, like, again, and just slow down and be like, this is this is stuff that I have to work through, and I'm putting a whole bunch of stuff on this plate that's not really fair. Totally. And at the end of the day, I'm the only one who's pissed that I'm repeating what the difference between overactive bladder and stress incontinence is. Correct. Yes. Right? Like, that is my own suffering. Yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I have the same problem, but I agree with you. (laughs) That is very annoying. Like, I'm the only one that's pissed about the idea that, like, he hasn't followed my manual. That's it. I'm the only one that is pissed off about that. Although, I think he's realizing that I'm upset. So, like, he's trying to figure it out. Right. Sort of. Yeah. And then he might react in a different way because he's sensing upset, right? Instead of, like, right. oh, she thinks I should be a different human than who I am. Good to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's called me man about 4,000 times. Oh, he's scared today. jealousy. Like I said, he's called me a lot today. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm like, please, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I'm not getting the results I wanted, right? So it just tells me that I'm not, like, this is a me problem because I'm not getting the result I want. Boom. Sort of. So good. You got this. Okay. He's giving you an opportunity yeah, that was growth for free. So I nice. I know. Oh yeah, it's really for free. <laughs> Personal growth is costing me my years. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude! You got this. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome hour, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys are awesome. See you soon in July. Stay cool out there. <laughs>